Well, that was a weak clap. That was that was decent. No, that was weak. I got a little bit of jerky grease on my <laughs> hands. I couldn't really get it get it to hit correctly. It's good enough for the girls we go with. <laughs> you hear a you hear a, a a fourth microphone going because as promised, the man, the myth, the legend, Uncle Mel, back in the studio with us today. I think a lot of people when they comment on our episodes, they all are like get him back on always always i've got i've got even direct you know uh text messages and stuff that uncle mel's always a hit wealth and knowledge knows a lot about well he kind of knows a lot about everything but as it pertains to us a lot about the outdoors and hunting and fishing and trapping and shooting and today I was going to say, the one thing that he does do, not only is he educated, he backs it up. Mm-hmm. Aunt Diane and him have, you know, created stuff to raising money for our wildlife, creating bills. He's, I think we're going to talk about some bills that he has on um, on deal right now in our Congress and legislature and um, some that are going through the process and some other information that we wanted to talk about, so... I, which I would I would group under the umbrella of conservation, right? I mean, all of it is conservation to a to a degree, right? If you go out and trap something, you're you're practicing conservation. If you're predator hunting, if you're you know filling your tag, if you're I mean raising all, money, whatever, all of it, raising yeah. money, going to a dinner, you know, subscribing to SCI, all that stuff is conservation. And this is this is high level. Not everybody's going to do what we're going to talk about today, but everybody can support what we're going to talk about today. And Uncle Mel's got something in front of him, and and maybe he's going to touch on it. But I was, and I want to ask you about this, because I was sent a text message to oppose this SB90 bill in Nevada, which is the wild horse. They want to make the wild horse which are not native to nevada but somehow they've 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 got enough backing from these groups that they want to make that like the state animal uh they want to make it the state horse they want it yeah they they call them a mustang the bill calls them a mustang and they want to make them the state horse um they would have a whole bunch of pushback if they were going to make them the state animal and try to take it away from the desert bighorn it would be it would be unrivaled down there. Do you the think it's going to have a chance to pass as a state horse? <clears throat> well, even as a state horse, that the reason why w- we oppose it um, is the fact that we we don't want to give them good credit um, because they don't deserve it. Right? Uh, they're there twenty four seven, three sixty five, and. The damage that they do to riparian areas, to the grass, um, is unparalleled by any other animal. When you say they're there twenty four seven, three sixty five, you're saying they don't they don't migrate, they don't really roam, they don't. Well, yeah, they they do roam. They you know they have to. I mean, they got to leave the high country, go somewhere else. But they're going to stick around as long as they can, and it's. It's very, very hard on the native wildlife 
that that do leave the area and they'll come back to a summer range and or winter range or a transition range and the feed's gone yeah so it's not you know a lot of us believe that horses eat hay well they're a big consumer of bitter brush huge consumer um so the you know the wildlife that depend on this they don't have it because you you're looking at some places on our AMLs, appropriate management levels, okay, HMA, horse management areas. They are 13 times what they should be, mm-hmm. what, what, what they allot. So you think about that for a minute. Let's just say there's supposed to be 100 horses on the lower side of the AML. They have a lower and a higher side. So let's just work the low and say, there should, should be 100 horses here on the low side and 132 on the, on the high side. And we have 13 times that many. Right. How, how, can the, how can the land sustain that? And that's what they look at, right, is they, let's simplify it. They look at a, a one square acre thing and say there's one pound of, of bitter brush on there that could hold a half a horse. Well, I don't know the calculation, but that's right. – Right. They're looking at vast swaths of land and saying, okay, there's enough food and water for whatever, 100. Yeah. When this was originally set up, the BLM and the forestry, this wasn't somebody grabbing numbers out of the sky. Yeah, they studied. They, they actually, like you're saying, they measured it. You, you might throw a five-foot hoop. You might throw a three-foot hoop. You might plant how, you know, then you count in that five-foot ring how many plants you have. That'll tell you the square footage of plants. Mm-hmm. You, uh, they'll measure. They'll measure that. And they can actually put per acre tonnage on on a normal year what what we should have. So, uh, and not to talk about compaction and where they where they stay around the riparian areas, where they hang around the water, where uh, springs are are literally tromped in because the water's not coming up fast enough for them to drink. You got to look at it. A desert bighorn sheep, an antelope, a deer—you're looking at about a gallon and a half of water that for that animal's need. A horse, ten to fifteen gallons. Oh my God! So, when when you're That's looking daily? at something with ten times as much the need of water daily, Dude. where do they get this water? Right. Plus, plus now, what's the average lifespan of those? You know, our big game probably animals. Probably about I, I would say probably about twenty years. For right. a horse, so, I mean, for, and that's 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 in the water. Three I mean, times the amount of your average, at minimum, three times the amount of your average big game animal. Well, you just you know, bighorn yeah, sheep, bighorn sheep, year. seven, eight years, yeah, right. nine. They're twenty to know, thirty 10. years. They're doing that. So right. not only that, you take that multiple of the water and then multiply it by how many more years that they're living. And then you know, Lord. 20, you know, they're out there every day. Yeah. But I think we're getting not off the off wrong track. I going back to this bill. I think there's a they're they're you know the groups they make it all sparkly and they're the horse they're beautiful they're awesome to go look at and take pictures of and they they you know we we all these trips we get to go on but you know damn well there's an ulterior motive because if they do get that the next thing is oh well they're protected they're protected yep. you can't hunt that's grouse here you can't yep. hunt deer here you can't well, do this that's, and so yeah. that's that more than just looking at the the impact the impact of what it has on the land if they do succeed in getting this done, the next step is shutting other stuff down because which is what that is that are. other stuff 
Hunting. Uh, hunting. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. Well, so it's just another well, way around of getting the, the biggest I'm thing they're going to shut down is is grazing, mm-hmm. like yeah. cattle and exactly. livestock and huge. I, I I won't I won't classify the feral horse as a as a wild horse. It's not a wild horse. Like you said, they're not native to Nevada. They're not native to the North American continent. They were brought here in the 1500s by the Spaniards. Um, <clears throat> eons ago, we did have a horse, but it was nothing at all like the modern day horse that we have. Uh, so plus on know, top of it the mustang see i was like the mustang plus they've bred with what essentially used to be the u.s cavalry right all those horses when they went to helicopters well, all those horses had to go somewhere and they went out on the prairie and roamed and procreated and be you know partly became the mustang yeah horse, there was right yeah there was you know ranchers that he would Just look like, out on a herd of horses yeah. and he'd say oh there's a few good mares and i'm gonna throw my stud in there yeah. and he'd go take the offspring and then same thing about if it had a good stud running the running the horses around the mares, then he would throw his own mares in there. But, you know, your grandfather was a Mustanger, what they called a Mustanger, that brings some income into the family. And mm-hmm. it, w- it was a tough life. Different world back then. 1971, we got, the, we got the act, and 1973, and the Wild Horse and Burrow Act, probably one of the best acts that has ever been written uh, in out of Congress, the problem is we we do not follow, follow that. Just, and yeah. you know, if if extra horses are left, um, it says right in the act you will euthanize it. But Congress has never appropriated monies to to do that. It, so it, we we yeah. set up these pastures in the in the Midwest, and you know we have you know many more horses there in these pastures that taxpayers are paying three fifty four fifty a day head per head for these animals to be there the blm doesn't have enough of an account left uh you know most of their money goes to feral horse management if you call it management so it's it's a it's a bill that we opposed um a, a group of a, a school class classroom actually put the bill in uh so you know when you're dealing with pulling on heartstrings again little kids yeah. want to have this happen yeah they i saw those letters that they wrote and it was is that unbelievable that they have that's, little kids that's politics writing, yeah <laughs> writing little having little kids write uh, in favor of why we need to have this state horse but they don't it's, they have it's, no idea what it is what's right. really thing. <laughs> the and, funny I mean, there's a lot oh go ahead the funny side you know the funny side kind of thing to that is you know clay said you know they say how beautiful they are well they look at the ones out on veterans parkway that you know are fit go go out deep into the desert where you can count all their ribs and their spine and you know i've seen them with broken legs just stand there nobody takes care there's nothing for them to take care of nothing really eats them or i remember i walked chuck hunt walked to the top of a canyon there was a wild horse up there had a broken leg and it's just it's standing there starving to death and nothing's nothing's going to kill it it can't walk anymore can't eat anymore it's just standing there waiting to die and no you know i i couldn't do anything to help it no one can do anything to help it's sad to see that and yeah, animals in general wild, you know. they're not smart enough to 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 ration their food and water so they eat and eat and eat and drink and drink and drink till that's gone and then they move and if they can't find something close enough to eat, they die, right? If right. if they if they've decimated everything in their area, then they all die. There's there's just there's there's tons of pictures, and it really makes the wild horse advocates mad when you put that that you know those pictures life, out there. Real life, you know, real life, real ones. I mean, <laughs> when you're looking at a horse that has absolutely no rib cover on him, mm-hmm. um, he he isn't eaten. There's very few full 
in the in the herd because they can't carry it. Um, these animals in, in 1993 when we had the real bad winter, uh, I would hate to imagine how many left, how many perished. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't take that winter. It's kind of what we got having this winter huh, with our wildlife. Yeah. So it, it's tough on everything out there, and that's the reason why you need management and you need a balance yep. of some kind. You need conservation. And we got a little bit off track because I, I threw that out there because I wanted to talk about well, it. Well, there's some other laws that are out there. I mean, there's some gun laws. And that's what... There's some gun laws out there that are three of them that they've tried, that are trying to get passed right now. They're just nuts as well but yeah we're mel, mel what are you working on this is what i was going to go up this is top tier the, kind of conservation where mel actually is you know helping to write these and and push well, these I, bills I wrote, through i wrote my own and uh, along with senator hansen and um it, it did get a hearing but it didn't make it to a to the workshop <clears throat> so it's something we need to work on it's uh deadheads and um, when, when a, you all know sheds and, and the controversies we have there. Yeah. Well, with a deadhead, it's the same amount, but we've got no less than three NRSs, Nevada Revised Statutes, that deal with those. Uh, I have never in my life been down so many rabbit holes trying to figure out how to write this and, and to see the laws that they were going to affect. Not not just NRSs, but NACs also. So it was met with some opposition. Um, the first part of the bill, everyone was before, that was with, where we'd allow a person to donate a deadhead to an NGO. The NGO that uh, uh, could then auction, raffle, or sell, or stand on its own, one of these deadheads. Uh, we've done this in the past. You know, these tables that coffee tables we'd put a deadhead and maybe a trucker or two or a quail and you know we'd we'd bring five or six thousand to, to the banquet that night well go hold on I'm, I'm not a little i'm a little confused just go back what is the law right now what can you can't what can you and can't do with what you're talking about if you find a deadhead out there are you it, no you okay so okay what, so i think you're gonna say can you possess it yeah and, what, what's the law there no you can't the law is on any without a tag without a tag okay you cannot possess a deadhead the difference between a deadhead and a shed is a shed is naturally shed they naturally lose them and it's not attached to the skull once that antler or horn is attached to a skull then it's what we call a deadhead and you're supposed to let a warden know they do have a possession a letter of possession now because it was a gray law, we figured. The only thing they had was you can't possess it. So you can now get a hold of, of Endow, tell them where it's at, they can go investigate it to see if it was died of natural, natural causes, causes or if it died of predation or, or just poached. was poached. Yeah. And are we talking only sheep or are we talking everything? No, no, deadhead is anything with an antler. With the, elk, with the deer, skull, antelope, Elk, anything. deer, yeah. bison, uh, anything. Mustang horse? As long as a, well, they don't have horns or antlers, so we're not really after them. Got a big what, what, what's the, uh, oh, jackalope? What about a jackalope? Uh, it, absolutely. And, and you know, they're one of the rarest deadheads we ever had. Uh, but when you do find one, it is worth a lot more money than, than any 180-inch deadhead will ever right. be worth. But, yeah, that's, that's what the bulk was. Uh, 
Any deadhead you can't possess, huh? No, you cannot possess it without that possession. Without the letter. letter. So they, they want to do the investigation. That, but you can't sell that. So you, you just have a piece of paper, and it's, it's a possession letter, and you can't, you can't ever sell that. Now your own head, one that you've legally taken, that you've tagged, you can sell that. You can't, that's about the, you, you can sell the hide and the horns of it. You can't sell any meat off of that. Gallbladders mm-hmm. uh, with bears. Right, right. Uh, it, it, you know, that, that stuff is all against the law. What, what about Uncle Mel? If you, uh, you got a tag and you find a monster buck dead head and you put your tag on it, which you, you know, can't it, do it's that. It's funny right? you asked that. A guy tried to do that just this year with a desert bighorn sheep and they wouldn't let him do it. If you, if you remember, they tried to check him into Vegas. I never heard that. His, really, yeah, he wanted to put his own tag on it. Yeah. Now, last year in 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 the Wasix in two o two, a guy was uh, hunting sheep in there, and he went up to the new guzzler that we just built in there a few years back, like four years ago, and there was a mountain lion killing a desert bighorn ram. So he took pictures and he got a hold of Endow and. They went ahead, they, they let him keep it, and he did, he was successful in taking his own ram, but the one that he took, the, the one that the lion got, was bigger than the one he was able to, <laughs> to harvest. So uh, he, he was able to keep them both. And, you know, to witness that, it would, I mean, there's there's so much film on YouTube now and with lions getting sheep and bobcats killing full-grown deer. You know, it's, it, it, it happens all the time now, but... Um, I mean, I've, I've found so many deadheads and some I've picked up and some I haven't just because they've been, you know, eaten out so bad and or bleached and out. Bleached, and yeah. And you just like, okay. Yeah. I, possession wise. I felt the same. I, I was thinking the same in my own mind. I'm like, Look, I found sheep, antelope, deer. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I grab them. Sometimes I don't. Whatever. I never would have thought. It never so, crossed my mind. So they're now... If you go to a warden and they come out and say, "Okay, you can possess it," right then they give you a letter. You, or, you yeah, you apply for the letter. Oh, you you mm-hmm. have to apply for it. Does yeah, it, does it cost money? No, no, it doesn't. Okay. Can you take the the head while you're waiting for that letter? They probably you're, you're going to keep it. Oh, okay, yeah, you're, you're going to. And gonna then you're it. saying, then that's where it ends as that, of right now. That's where it is. But you cannot sell that. That's okay. That's so, I mean, so you the have bill to, that I that, and, and we're gonna we're gonna keep working on this. Hopefully in two years we'll bring it back if I can find another sponsor. But uh, that way we'll be able, if someone finds one and wants to help out conservation, um, you would donate it to an NGO uh, or give it to a person like myself. There's several of us that will do it. We'll put it in a table um, and, and sell it as furniture. We make, you know, standing lamps, in lamps. Um, yeah, way to make kind of conservation, yeah. So it's just a great and any more you guys fundraise too and you, you know how tough it is to come up with a new idea you know you, you wear things out oh yeah so there's so much so much art you can put into this stuff mm-hmm. what about the taxidermy aspect of it actual you're kind of all that's taxidermy to a degree but actually you know a, a, a deadhead that you take the place of the NGO that you're talking about and it's it's your local taxidermist your buddy and he can sell it himself. You donate right? it to a you donate it to a taxidermist, and then they create 
like a mountain, like a mountain lion dragging off a dead head or something, and, and, or, or even just on the other side of it, just make it a traditional mount, and he could he could use it for a for a showpiece or sell it online or whatever. Well, I mean, I imagine it would go that direction naturally. No, you, a, a private individual cannot sell them. So, well, that's what I'm saying. If you got to that point, then that opens the door to that. Yeah, and I don't see, you know, when I was talking to the wardens about this months ago when I first thought of the idea of, you know, of having a bill and get it sponsored, we, we talked about this. And, the, you know, the wardens, they want a, an easier way to identify this, this, this deadhead. And one of them was concerned if it was a deadhead that was, was actually investigated. And one, one was concerned, one of the wardens was concerned about the resale of that when, when a person got tired of that art in his house. Um, I don't have any, any problem whatsoever with that. I mean, you might have a few too many Jack Daniels one night. You buy one of these tables, you bring it home. You know, the wife was going to get tired of it pretty quick. So there's nothing wrong with reselling that. You're, you're probably never going to recover the money that you spent at an auction anyway. So that was one of the things with, that, that we would have worked out. Another way is easy identification. I wanted an NGO plug just like they plug sheep now when they put the identifying mm. plug in there. Yeah. I just wanted an NGO plug. Easier to track. Where did it come from? So... You know, we we did put a lot of thought into this, but it, it's probably going to take us a couple of years to get it on. Another bill. Hold on, I want to still talk about that. The with with that, there's a couple more things just that crossed my mind. Um, if you donate it, that's the only way you can get rid of it or keep it. Your your bill you is keep only, it yourself. Keep it yourself. And what if you make a piece of art? You still that that's yours. But then you still can't sell it. Please, art. No, the only way you can transfer that is if you, your bill is to donate it to you or to, to, donate to an NGO, to an NGO, a non-governmental organization. What? So what? Hypothetically speaking, my dad had one and he passes away. Then I can take possession of it. Then, or what? is it a deadhead? Or is yeah, it a deadhead. Is it, it was taken. Yeah. See, so you get down to being a, per the law. No. Right. That's crazy. Okay, per, per the law. No. Um. You cannot possess. Let's just say that, you know, and this is taken it to the extreme, but it has been taken here when this bill was first passed about possession. But taking it to the extreme, I don't know how many quote unquote deadheads that I have in my garage. I know you guys got a few. Um, if there's not a, val a validated tag on those, they can be confiscated. <laughs> okay? And that's just because... That's just because of this NRS. That's what I'm saying. But they, it was originally, I'm guessing, originally written because these animals are the possession of the state. Right? There are animals and we're the only ones that can make money off of them. Because they're ours, right? I mean, what, why, why can't I? Why did they write the law in the first place for possession? I get it to maybe poaching and hiding it in, you know... Mm -hmm. in your back of your garage for 10 years then hey look i have this huge deer i was a deadhead i found that's an extreme to me but most again 99 percent. and how's it proven how's that's it proven 99 percent of the people find a deadhead that's they're why out they hunting and it's your so, kid picks it up because he like oh my god it's a dinosaur bone so right? now you got to realize that's why it says possession they don't have to prove 
with that law, they don't have to prove that you poached it. You are in possession of it. I understand. So, that's so where why did they the write the it in the first place? Because it's their animal to possess? What you mean by theirs? You mean the states? The or? states. You, they're taking... If you didn't possess it or legally kill it or have it with a tag, mm -hmm. the only other people that could legally have that is Mother Earth right. or the state. If it dies naturally or whatever, but if you're lucky enough to find it, I just don't understand. I mean, that law doesn't well, even make sense to me other than if they can prove that you poached it or somebody poached it and mm -hmm. now you're in possession of it. But just to find something, so, it's, just, it's crazy to I'll, me. I'll tell you, possession. Oh, it, what what just hit my head is I, I was at a friend's house the other day and, and went into like his extra you know room or whatever. He's got like two huge drums of antlers and horns and i said those are sheds he goes no the, that's every you know every deer my dad ever killed my brother ever killed you know i ever killed any of them that didn't get mounted we you know we just we've kept the horns dozens of them but they don't have the tags on them any, you know they don't Never. so so you would say to him you're in possession of 25 or 30 different you know deadheads but they were all killed with a valid nevada you know hunting license just some of them could have been 25 years ago. Yeah. You don't have that tag anymore. You don't have that, you know, so that guy technically would be in trouble. And that's, and that's not why the law was. Made. Right. I know. That, that's yeah. not why they made the law, but. Um, technically though, right. Keep he honest, would be in trouble. Guys honest. And the guys who, who are going to go out and poach. They're going to do it anyway. Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. That, that's so the thing. Clint's so, always, Clint, he's always in the table. If you have to write a law for something. I mean, it's never going to stop it because the good people that are doing it are never going to break the law in the first place. Right. The, the people that are poaching... Knowingly a, break the law. If the people that <laughs> possess it, that poached it, there's already a law against poaching it. Mm -hmm. Sure. So that's the law that you can get busted on, not the possession. Right. I mean, we, we have to prove that you poached it. But if it, by putting that law in a place takes my kid... From picking up a deadhead, he find out while he was sage and hunting. Right. It's it's Clint. Clint always talks about it. Clint. Clint hates the. Adding. Well, we all kind of hate it, but you know the the over you know over government. It's yeah. like you don't need another law that you're trying to prevent. You know yeah. when there's already a law in the books. Well, it's what like is, what is a shed hunting law? Exactly. I mean, a, a shed hunting law is just the furtherment for harassing animals mm. we have a law against harassment of wildlife yeah. yeah right okay so the other part of that's the whole off-road thing you know they're out there, there yeah and, you know, and, you know, and there's, there's a lot already of stuff law against that there's already, you know, this was part that. of it you know part that the senator put in was was on was on sheds and it, it really brought to surface a lot of what is wrong with our shed laws they just don't go far enough so again we're talking about possession all right, with the shed laws. You're not supposed to be out there hunting and possessing them. Well, the problem is now you've got, and they blame it on Utah guys, but um, you have guys out there before the season starts, you know, during the close time of the season in those six or seven counties that we have where it's illegal to collect during that time of the year, and they, they stash them, they stockpile them, yeah. okay? So there's nothing wrong with that, Okay. According to the law, according to the law, yeah. there's you know there's nothing explicitly in there, you know now 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 if you've got one in your hand and you know a warden walks up, well you're in possession of it. Now that's against, but th there's just not enough of them out there 
to right. to catch people. So they stash these things. And then at midnight, opening day, at midnight, they go in and they, they take this big pile of sheds that they've been collecting throughout the, this closed season. And so, so the closed season, just to go back, I, I'm not too familiar with it. Close, there's a closed season in those seven counties or whatever it is that you can't do it from midnight no, to from whatever it is. From uh, end of January 1st till May 1st. And that's April because they don't want you running the animals and and harassing them like that. To make them drop their horns to or make whatever. Them drop their horns. Yeah. But like you said, there's already a law in there. so That's harassment of animals. But, they talk yeah. about guys stringing wires yes. and elk to pop off. That, but how do you prove harassment of... So that's why that's why these possession laws come into, come into effect. But is possession now with a horn... If they can't prove that you illegally did it or illegally got it, like if you were able to find it during the season, like because you were out there picking uh, pine pine nuts nuts, or you were out looking for rock formations or whatever, and you came across it, now you take it home, and seven months later they said, oh, you're in possession of that. They can't prove when you got it. And there's nothing with it. And now you can sell that, right? And they're not going to. And you can sell that, right? Yeah, you could sell a shed. Even though it's a possession of the state. Comes off an animal owned by the state that they make well, money off of. So now you're making money off the state. So the possession law of a deadhead doesn't make sense to me. Well, the deadhead is, <laughs> the deadhead is different than the a shed. They, they shed those naturally. There's yeah. times of the year that you can possess them. But it's just in those counties that you can't possess them. Elko, White Pine, Nye, uh, Lincoln, you know, you, in those counties, you can't possess those. But only possess them out in the mountains. Now, it, it, let's just say, let's just the commercial use and non-commercial use is where we have the rub. Uh, you know, it, it it's hard to define. You talk about your son going with you. Let's just say you're in in Lincoln County, and it's January. You know, it's February second, and and you're out there and chase picks up a shed yeah that's illegal okay technically that is illegal stupid so so i believe that most wardens the vast majority if not all of them are going to look the other way you know your kids walking down the hill with a single shed but let's flip the story and say you've got a backpack full of them okay you're gonna you're gonna be answering some questions yep and you're probably going to be cited because yeah. it's not one or two that your son's carrying off it's what you got in your back but you're and talking now about intention. commercial well yeah, not, what's no, the we're not even talking about commercial i'm just talking about how many do you have it's pretty easy to say look my son found this you know he found Maybe he'll find two sides or something. But what's the difference between that and a guy that religiously goes out there and spends 24 hours who didn't harass animals, who didn't, he could have found a shed. He's got to do it within the season. There's there's an open season to do that. He could have found a a shed that was four years old. Sure. So again, the possession of that doesn't, they can't prove when he picked that up. But as long as you're in possession of it, that in the closed time of the year and walking out of that mountain... That's when they're but gonna it's only on the mountain. What if I it, made it back no, to the if gas it's in station? The back of your truck. What if I made it to the gas station? So no, I've had that in in the back of my truck for four years. How many of them? Doesn't matter. 
I can I can own as many. I, I really as I, think with a number of them, you're gonna be you're gonna be. Quite, but you're but, saying, but I'm, legally I'm play, it could be one. Yeah, if you're playing legally, the devil's I'm advocate, playing devil's advocate. Sure. I can have one or I have ten thousand of them. Mm-hmm. You can't prove when I picked them up. I'm at the gas station in but February. Can, but, but we can. But they can prove when you possessed them. Well. That's the problem. What you're if possessing? I possessed them? Why are you carrying around sheds in the back of your pickup doesn't matter during the you. close season? It doesn't matter to you. I found them the year before, it, and well, I just like putting them in the back of my truck to show them off. Yeah. And I, they've been in there for a year. You know, there's there's two kinds of laws, right? The just ones you're going to follow and the unjust ones you're not. And you're always going to question them. No. The, the, the law to me is I can't go harass animals. But if I go out there and find a shed whenever it is... I know I didn't do anything illegal. I didn't make the animal well, you drop did. its You're head. out there during that close season. Now, because they wrote a new law. Well, when was the law created? Six years ago? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's been worked on. But, but That's what I'm saying. But before that, everybody and their mother had done that. There were people that did it illegally and ran the wires, and that's why they had to create the law. And they're the still law. doing it now. That's why they created the law. But me, those people that did it illegal now force me to watch what I do because I'm now going to be illegal if I find one. They might look the other way, but they could cite me, which is not my problem. That's that's if, very if wrong. It. That's very wrong for a law to be written. It's just like any other law. We have to we have to control it somehow. And and where mm. and, and you know I, I hear exactly what you're saying. That's what makes this so convoluted. That's the reason why part of the reason why uh, and, and the biggest reason that you know, my SB three twelve was was needs more work. You know, we have to define. We we really have to get the guys who's doing this commercially, not you know your average guy's going to walk on the mountain and and find one. So just, I knew that's where this was going to go, and I think it's I think it's separated that way. So I, that's I'm curious as to why you just made the statement you you made. We have to go after the the guy that does it commercially. So and, and because Blake, of their I tactics, said, I should I should have said and is doing it illegally. Yes, because of their tactics. So the fact that they're profiting from it, I don't. I mean, I can't think I have, of one I, hunter I that cares I, about that, right? I have no I have right. no problem with people making money so, whatsoever. So right. So if you qualify what you just said, it's not that they're you know potentially profiting from it. It's because of the way they're going about doing it. They're doing I, when they do it illegally. Right, but they're only right. doing it illegally because they're picking it up during a season. Because they they, they kind of the have to. They, but they're but, skirting those so laws. Are you for the law or against the law of picking up sheds in that season? I don't get, I'm not one way or the other, but six years ago when it wasn't illegal one way or the other, you could pick up sheds all you want and they could sell them all they want and they mm-hmm. can have a hundred of them or a thousand of them and sell them all they want. But now they wrote this law because people run wires and chase them and do whatever that, that takes away my ability to go when it was always legal to do it January through whenever you say yeah. Well, and that's but that's we're not dropping we're not dropping horns till February. Okay, late February. Feb- whatever it is, February yeah. till you just made me. I'm just going to say felon. You're not a felon because it, you just made me a criminal by other people doing something illegal. Yeah. You're putting that law on everybody else that did it legally and never intended to do anything, and they just found a shed and called it good. The problems. You know, like when I talk to the people in those counties, 
you have to go see the problem for yourself. You have to go see how many people are out there doing this. Mm -hmm. it, it, is, it is huge. Because of the told, business side. Well, yeah. It, they're not doing it. I don't think they're doing it any for any other reason. What it, what it boils down to is business. I mean, uh, just a, a hobbyist, you know, I know lots of guys who's collected sheds for years and they finally got rid of them. You know, and at 14 to 16 bucks a pound, it's a little bit of money. So you get some big sheds, but you know, for, for the harassment of wildlife at that time of the year, you got to realize that's, that's a tough time of the year for, for deer and elk. And, uh, and so what is the, they, they felt they had, now, I didn't make this law. I, I, I spoke against this law when it was being made. And, and the reason why is that the other activities that are legal that we do the same time of the year. And, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit on your podcast and tell you those. You know, th those things I, I, you know, whispered to you, I don't want them coming after that. Because yeah. is it harassment? I mean, if you're out there and, you know, and we had, we had, you have to realize, we had cow elk hunts running, in, if you remember, running until the middle of February. Yeah. And that's the reason why I thought, you know, this is ridiculous. You guys are telling a guy can't go out there and pick up a shed in February, but we could kill him? That didn't make any sense to me. What you were, were the, them. What were the harassment, you know, things that they were, what were the actual harassments? Most of the time, running them, running, running elk through trees with, the, with those, geo-gridding, gridding everything off. So you're running every all these animals out of their winter range, you know. You're forcing them to go back up on the mountain when they need to be where they're at, and that's where I, I can see the problem. I really can, uh, you know, when they're when they're explaining to me how many people are doing this. And, and I think the best thing to do is, you know, we ought to just go take a look at it and, and form our own opinion. I, I believe it would be a big problem. So that makes a little bit of sense if you're saying there's that many people. I didn't really think about if there's during February, March, when they need to be out of the winter and off of the mountains, if there's a thousand people looking for sheds at that time to get the fresh brown ones and it pushes all those animals out of the, I, I can see that. I can see that. That's when they're mating. That's when they're, you know, doing the deal. Um, what what so are their tactics? Bit, yeah. Are they are they flying drones? Are they flying planes? Are they are they running them on ATVs? What are, what are running? They, what uh, these you ranchers know, as far as I've been told, snowmobiles. So I've, I've been told that helicopters are being used. So they're potentially also they're they're disturbing their livestock, you know, because well, they're, they're there's going to be a lot of crossover you know, there. It is important. I mean, you know, we talk about bighorn sheep. To me, we shouldn't be. You know, it's when we're all scouting, we all love to be out there. But especially when you have a tag, but or your buddy does. But that's July, August, September for a bighorn sheep. You know, that that's the most critical time for them guys. Water consumption. They don't have enough. So. They really be, need to be left alone in those hot summer months. And then you have, on the other hand, you have your ungulates that we need to leave alone during those times. I think, I think there's good in the bill, um, you know, the law, I really do, but it has to be, it has to have some teeth in it. It's not working what, what we're doing. Guys are still there during, right after they drop, usually February, you know, they're out there stockpiling what's them. the punishment yeah. 
I don't know. The the biggest thing to you, to all of us sitting here, Is it a fine or would something? be would be six points. You know, six demerit points oh, against wow. our license. <clears throat> Is there a fine? That, oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a civil fine. I would. I mean, to have more teeth in it to stop people, maybe there's maybe well, that's what added we're looking jail at, time. Too. Maybe it's. Maybe so that's what we're gonna. That's yeah. what we're gonna look into. And there, you know, some people want to keep the non-residents out for a couple of weeks. Wyoming just 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 went through Wyoming legislature, and they're giving the residents a one-week start before the non-residents can come in. Yeah, I mean, there's a class and everything. Tom even yeah. took the, there, like you have to take a class right. to go out there and know yeah. when to do it because he wants to go out there and certification. He, he just loves hiking and taking pictures of them. Mm-hmm. How they naturally so for him. He had to go through all this, you know, rigmarole too. To yeah, it, it, it's pretty simple. It's, you know, it's uh, the the questions are you know you could answer them anyway. Both your, your Christy and Mike both sat down and took them when I was doing this bill. I, I was just curious to see what was on there. Um, it's not something I do. I don't collect sheds. I, I so now I've picked a few of them up, but most of the time my head's up on the swivel. You know, looking up, not down, unless it's a different season, but, you know, trapping season. But the, the law is, it's not intended to, to take the guy who's picking up one yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't ignorant, you know, of the law. So it's there. But I, but it also gives it, you know, I mean, when we were thinking about it earlier, is it, is it gives a, it gives a game warden a reason to 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 look for more, do yeah. more, possibly. If you, you know, if 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 you've upset him in a certain way, then now you can get that fine or ticket. You know, say you got one shed horn that you found chucker hunting, and you know, and I mean, for a different podcast, but I mean, most, I don't, most, I don't think it, I don't think it would ever go anywhere. No, um, could though. I'll let you. I'll let, I'll let you in on something. <clears throat> the shed law, this COVID has really caused a lot of problems with laws that were made during COVID. So when I was researching the shed law, I knew the laws and and it's even in the hunt book if you read them. But when you go on to NAC, on the NAC, they're not there. Okay. They're not, they're not posted on NAC yet. So that's when I talked to your brother, (laughs) you know, he, he says, no, Bell. He says, I'm looking at NAC here. He says, it's not in there. And this is about the, all it had was the counties that were closed. They didn't talk about the certification class you're talking about. So there's a couple other things. So he, I told him, I says, well, it's in Cornell. He says, Cornell? He says, who uses Cornell? <laughs> you know, so and there's two, other, two others. It's a third party that shows it. So when I talked to Nick, you know, he got on the, on his program, which is fifteen thousand dollars for the license and fifteen hundred a month to have. Now, who's going to have this? No, no, we're not going to. Right. So he goes, "Oh yeah, here it is." Hmm. He says it's called Westlaw. So I have a judge friend, and I called him, and I explained the situation. He says, "Cornell." He says, "I'm a judge in the state of Nevada. I, I don't care about Cornell." He says, "What's in the NAC?" He says, "Well, let me look." So he looks and he goes, no. I said, well, if you look in Westlaw, he says, no. He says, you can't afford to have Westlaw just like every other human being uh, unless you're an attorney. 
So if I look, you're he saying said, if I looked it so up, I said, "Am I going to get pinched?" He says, he says "You coming to my?" He says, "You don't need to ask me that question. It's not going to happen. You you need to be able to to you're you're doing as far as I'm concerned, you're doing your due diligence to find out if it's legal or not legal." Yeah, because it's always so said. It's not, ignorance, then I see it's not ignorance of the law is not a what is that saying? Uh, Some, yeah. Like, just because, like, just because you didn't know it doesn't mean it's not a law. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and if you have to ask if it's if it's legal, it probably you probably shouldn't be asking the question. Right. It's illegal. <laughs> but you know, you're saying now that it's not say. it's not posted actually. It is not on, posted in the actual in, NAC. So how could they? So, yeah. How they yeah, you can't. Well, because it is the law, but it has been made. It's been codified. It's gone back through the commission. It has been codified, but the state of Nevada just hasn't put it in their NAC. Because of COVID, you're saying because they're backlogged on everything. Oh, yeah, they're backlogged whatever, like yeah. crazy. I guess we'll <laughs> we'll hear that forever. <laughs> right? Yeah, forever. So what's your next COVID. bill? You so let's go on to about, let, yeah. let's go on to one that was probably really important to you guys. And Re- real quick on that, though, because you kinda, you well, this is going to be a two part episode, guaranteed. You conflated because we we talked so much there about shed hunting, so there is a distinct difference going back to the original the deadhead part of stuff so right. is your is your interest and in your pursuit in the deadhead law just an extension of what we've been talking about the shed stuff no it's not trying an extension to kind of at all get, get i think you're just trying a little to bit? Get, raise some money yeah all we're all we're doing is we're, we're just letting an ngo be able to auction sell barter what what you know or okay so there's not use. there's not really a straight correlation no we don't want to and, and and the reason why that was brought up is because the senator thought it was unfair that, you know, if a kid was just out there and picked one up, he, he, he can get cited for it. So that's how that got in, in the SB3. Is it, in that, again, real quick, just some of it, you see all the time, like in auctions, you see Lightning W auction all the time, and maybe even estate sales people pass on. And their estate sells their elk heads or their full body mounts or their whatever. They're legally taken game. You can sell those. But I don't have the... I bought it from a an auction. I don't have the I don't have the tag or the yeah. anything like that. So usually, usually when something's taxidermied, you know, in talking to these wardens, that the 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 whistles aren't going off, the bells aren't going off. It's taxidermied, and yes, you can sell anything that you've legally taken. I get that, but if I bought one from an auction, how do I know that guy didn't poach it and had a taxidermy buddy or you, taxidermy? You probably himself? don't. Anyway, okay, we can go on and on about it all day, but go ahead. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> there's why there's that, a lot of things. That's why that, there's a lot of intent and everything. Huh? Yeah, exactly. So probably the most important one for, for us at this table was the coyote calling bill. Um, it was an assembly bill. Um, <clears throat> every year they bring it. The governor didn't want it. Well, every other year. Every other, I mean. It's right. either it's either in the legislature, it's at the commission, but the governor didn't want him to hit the to hit his desk. So. Um, a good friend of all of ours, Joe Blakely, he he pioneered a really good thing, and we we went to the rural counties, and I'm happy to say every rural county that we contacted wrote us a resolution against the bill and the support of coyote calling contests. Everyone that we got a hold of. Um, so I think we had nine counties in the end. Did um, we, imagine Washoe and Clark said no? We didn't even ask them. We wanted the rural counties. And we knew that if we could get this done, 
you know, we, we, we certainly wanted, and we didn't know if he would, but we certainly wanted the governor to veto this bill if it ever got passed both houses. And it would certainly have given cover if he did, you know, because the rural counties, face it, guys, that's who elected him. Yeah, you know, right. That's where he got his votes. Right. So, you know, this is cultural bigotry. This is what this is. In my opinion, these people don't care about the coyotes. They just don't do it. It's the cause. And they don't want you to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just cultural bigotry. Well, the same holds true of those wild horses we were talking there about. There you go. They'd much rather see those pictures of them standing out there with their ribs sticking out because sure. that's dying of natural causes. They don't, they don't want any management of them. Versus and that's any what kind they of management. Want. The and Mother philosophy. Nature is very, very cruel. Very cruel. Very cruel. So that was a that was a big victory for us this year. So did it get even out of like what you're talking even out of the assembly or the first it 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 didn't even go to workshop go so to you go. get a hearing and then it goes to workshop so yeah. it didn't get a workshop because of a, a lot of face to face meetings and you know when when you have NACO the Nevada Association of Counties um, on board with the rural counties being against the bill and, and supporting coyote calling contest. In some places, this brings in, uh, for some counties, that's a sizable amount of money mm-hmm. that we, you know, that, that, that whoever does this um, in these contests, it brings them a lot of money. Well, we, you know? we talk about it all the time because it, it's way beyond hotel rooms. You know, it's it's fuel, it's food, it's, you know, everything there's just it's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that are raised in in some places that may not see ever see anyone you know how many i I was gonna say gerlach but that's probably a bad example due to burning man but but gerlach not burning man times probably sees you know if they're not a hunter (laughs) well look at five tourists tonopah mina looning even even elko i mean you know you look at these places uh panaka peotes jackpot i mean so many places that you know, you have 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 people come. You know, they got, like you're saying, they got to have a place to stay. So they're going to be in a motel room. You know, the motel rooms are full. Well, you know, I'm going to take my trailer up there. We're going to stay in a park. You know, we're yes. going to eat. We're going to, you're going to, you're going to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to spend some money. It's, it's, you're recreating. You're doing what you like to do. It's your culture. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, it's cultural bigotry to, to, to have these. Yeah. You know, to 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 be offended by him. I mean, you know, you hear the same things about coyotes. Oh, these guys, you know, they go out there and they kill thousands of coyotes, and and you know, they pile them up. And a lot of the things, and some of it's true. We, you know, those guys shouldn't be doing what you know what they're doing. You know, put it behind behind a gate, put it behind wherever you want. It doesn't be, have to be known to the public. Get it off of Facebook. Get it off of social media. We, you know, we don't need those either. And, you know, we're only trying to impress ourselves anyway, right? Uh, you know. Uh, I mean, I see where you're going with that, but I'm a firm believer in I make no excuses. I, I, and I, and if I, I want to put a picture of but 20 at the same coyotes. time, make it tasteful. I, 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 I 100% make it tasteful yeah. and stuff like that. There are, again, well, just like you, shed hunting, that people that run the elk and get them all you have to realize There's people that do all this stuff back you have to. Well, realize you, you've that's been, the biggest complaint. You've that's been taught since... Complaints. 
hunter safety, you know, you don't you don't tie a deer to the hood of your truck yeah. and drive it through there town. You know what I mean? They're most ethical. Yeah. We've all been do. We've all been yeah, taught. Don't do. And it's different now with social media. You know, you the, it, w- when I took hunter safety in you know 1992 or whatever, yeah. there was no social media. You know, you you it, took yeah. a photo and if you showed it to someone, you showed it to someone. Right. Now. You know, you can have it. You can have it in front of thousands of people's eyes in a matter of minutes. So it is different. Yeah. I mean, I I, I I would sit on on the on the Switzerland side of that argument that you two just talked about. You know, I'm all for do whatever you want. You know, that's your God given right. And, and I'm also Ethically, be tasteful yeah. and ethical and stuff. You know, I, I I don't see a problem with it. But there's also the you the know. point. I don't see a problem with it. And there's also the point though. If you have a voice. And yeah. you don't do it. Sure. Like other people are like, well, he's not doing it. Like, is Dave? he is he really a hundred percent for hunting, or is he just kind of he doesn't want to get shown? There's I know there's a lot of people in baseball. I remember I don't want to name names. He still might. There's plenty of games that played for certain teams, and they would never even talk about being a hunter because they would get lambasted yeah. in the city that they played in, or musicians or other people that would just so. Like, I'm like, use your voice. If you're like that, use your voice. And it might bring hunting out to the masses and be more accepted, right? And you wouldn't be looked down upon if this person is doing it. Okay. How about the want and waste side of it? The want and waste side of killing coyotes. Want and waste side, yeah. I mean, well, that, that's one of the biggest thing is, you know, putting something in somebody's face. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a big complaint. Want and waste is another huge complaint from them. I mean, all you're doing with these coyotes is you're just killing them. It's just a contest to kill, and and you know you're not utilizing the animal at all. Which that's under the assumption no one's cases, skinning them. In, in right, most I mean, cases, that is not a true statement. Yes, in right. most cases, I'd make a proposal to counter that. Let us shoot those wild horses, and then the coyotes have something to feed on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might yeah. be. You that might. That's, that'll go to the workshop. <laughs> so th- those, are the, those are the kind of things. Coyote Preservation at. Act. For every coyote that we don't kill, we get to kill a horse. <laughs> I, I know that we're joking about this, but yeah. I honestly, there's got to be something done about those horses without I changing the subject. Every, and we, I truly believe for every tag that they give out for deer, elk, whatever, big game, they, you get to kill one horse. Yeah, I really, I really think the power of the pin still carries power, and the guys listening, um, and us, you need to write letters to your congressmen, congresswomen. You need the legislators. Did, you need to write letters. You, you have to have your feeling out there. Let me ask you this before you move off of this, because I just did this. I, I, I've done it several times. You never hear anything back. So are they really going somewhere? It, this is, I'm asking you, Mel, in, in your opinion. So I just got a, I got a text message, you know, please, please, uh, please oppose, you know, Senate Bill 90. Here's the email address. Yep. You know, here's what you should say if you're in opposition. I, I followed it to a T. I never get, don't even get a thanks for your letter, you know, response. So are they getting them and does it really make a difference? Alec, I, I tell you, it, it it does make a difference. And, and usually I've written several letters to our senators, clear back to, you know, Harry Reid, and, and I'd get a letter back. Usually it's a form letter, so they do read them. What, what means a lot of things, six years ago, I'll give you for instance, we had the most popular bill in the legislature, okay? And it was it involved trapping. And 
we called out the dogs at a certain time. And one of the assembly women says, you cannot believe how many emails I got today, how many phone calls we were taking, how do you, and she was the head of the culinary union in Vegas. She says, how are you organizing your people to do this? This, this is a huge network you've got going on. So yes, it, it is an important thing, but more important is the face-to-face meetings you have with these people. With the legislature. If you can. Yes. Yeah, That's it, why, I mean, you're yeah. on a, you're on a different it, level it than It's tough most. to do. I mean, there's sure. only so many 15 minutes in every day that these people can meet with you. I mean, it's a busy schedule. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of bills, hundreds, that didn't even make it for a hearing. Yeah. You know, is, and some of them are probably good, good bills that we need. Um, but it's just such a busy, busy time. It's hard to, um, for them, for, for them to hear everyone, but, um, a letter is better than an email. Um, a written letter is better than oppose or support. You know, when you oppose a bill and you're looking at, uh, 3,600 people opposing it and 27 supporting it. That does. It, it speaks. Yeah, it holds weight. But the one that speaks the most is, is the face-to-face. Um, I doubt with how our legislature is, you know, being Democratic right now, um, do you ever see Nevada putting in the in codifying the right to hunt? I know another state, I can't remember exactly what state, but they just codified the right to hunt. The constitutional fish. constitutional right to hunt, fish, yes, and like, trap. We tried this three legislators ago, three legislators ago, and believe it or not, we got it passed the first time. But um, it was NGOs, uh, you know, and, and hunting groups. One in particular, I'm not going to say who they are, but they, they, they were opposed to this constitutional right. And uh, Montana just, Montana has it. Uh, I know one just passed, I can't remember exactly. I, I believe you're talking about Montana. Was it? But, uh, you know, it, yeah, I, I, I do see it. The, the more, the more us sportsmen, there's a lot of us, okay? And, and all for one and one for all is the way we gotta look at this. And there's a lot of us. And if we go in as a block, we are a very powerful block. We are. There's 65,000 of us. We vote. They know we vote. You know, we, we take the time to write the letters. We take the, the time to, to, to try to get in front of them and talk to them about it. Our passion, my passion, and I know you guys feel the same, my passion is not hanging something on the wall. My passion is conservation. I want to take the cream off the top. If we don't have the cream on the top, I don't want to take it. You know, it's just that, that's just me. And th- they can see the passion that you have by the actions that you do. You don't have to tell people what you do. Let other people tell them what you do. So how do we, how do we get those 65,000 plus people as you're saying as a block to codify that? Because every year the coyote contest, the, 
that while everything's going to be coming up every time they're going to keep doing it and it's just a matter of time before so we don't step up and we don't say it or we have enough people in the legislature that are against it that they're just going to pass it so what so what 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 brought up sb90 what where did you see it did you see the email you got from yeah i got an email about a big orange yeah yeah so the the two best groups is the coalition for nevada's wildlife in the north and the south those are your groups so you want to get on there you get on their email list and this time of the year you'll be getting a lot of bulletins about what bills that we're going to be after what we're going to be supporting what we're going to oppose and the ones we're going to go testify on coalition for nevada's wildlife both the southern and northern we have one in the south one in the north and they are conglomerate you know that a lot of NGOs, NBUs, um, Nevada Waterfowl, they, they belong, Trout Unlimited, they belong to this coalition. And you support the coalition. And that's the best way to get everyone involved. So I say- These are the people who are in front of them every day. It's not obviously gonna happen this session, but I think we try to make it a point to get those people on board again to try to pass it again because every year it's going to be a fight if until something like that happens until something like that happens they're going to come after hunting and fish every time yeah. because if you give them the coyote contest the next time it's a fishing contest the, low, and the lower it's, hanging it's, fruit. it's every time and then by yeah. our grandkids time they'll be like oh i can go maybe it, it's good it, you know you just need to be involved you need to support you need to support those who are supporting you and, and, and you have we your talk interest. about it all the time. We always say, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not, we're just little guys and we can have this podcast and a television show and we have kind of a little bit of a presence, but you have to support the safari clubs, the Ducks Unlimited, because they have the people, the boots on the ground doing it. Yeah. And uh, so we we it's always just, say that you if know. you don't get a tag this year, you you are going to pay the hundred and twenty dollars to get an elk tag if you if you did it. You were going to go spend three thousand dollars in food and gas and hotels and everything going on an elk hunt. If you don't get an elk hunt, how about you take five hundred of that bucks? It's pretty cheap and and donate to a group of these. And I think if people start looking at it like that. Like I didn't pull a tag, but I knew if I was going to get, I want to get an elk and an antelope and a deer and all these Man, elk tags. I was going to spend thousands yeah. of dollars. Why don't I take five hundred of that that I was going to spend and donate it somewhere? I'll, Maybe not every year, but when you can, I'll do you one better. The free one. Just follow their social media and, and subscribe to their pages. You know to, that that helps them sure. and 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 share what they're putting out there yep. because right. you know that's what. The information, what you're kind of saying is the information's the key, right? It's well, like, let's, let's look at it this way. You know, we all go to banquets. We go to NBU banquets. We go to Ducks Unlimited, Turkey. We go to all of them, okay? So those guys are for what we're going to look at as conservation. We're going to, these are the boots on the ground. This is the money that we're raising. These groups are raising. We're helping them, and we're putting it to go on the ground. The coalition is the political side of what we need. And that's why it's so important to support that side. They're gonna, they're gonna take us no matter what. Look, look at what sportsmen do. Look, look, at, look at where our money goes, okay? We're out there spending millions of dollars mm -hmm. to rehab after fires. Oh, yeah. You know, 
That's not our job. The BLM and the forestry should be doing that. We're 85% public domain in Nevada. So, yeah. but, but it doesn't matter to us. We want it done. That's conservation. Yeah. We, want, we want to fix what that fire caused. We want to put it back as soon as we can. And we raise millions upon millions of dollars in Nevada every year to do that. Where we were lacking a few years ago, it's been 25, 30 years ago now, was on the political side. We were getting beat up there. So the coalitions were formed, and they're the political arm of the conservation. All those people that sit on those boards do the same thing that we do. They go to banquets, they, yep. but they're, they just do one additional thing. They're at the legislature, yeah, and they're getting in front of them one-on-one, face-to-face. And they're, what I think is they're doing the right thing. That's why it's important to yep. support them. Speaking of that, we got to go out into the shop right now and get a bunch of stuff for a donation for the coalition dinner. Yeah, I guess we do. Good. So that's that's the next step in raising money. <laughs> Speaking so. of what, before that, you got to support the uh, the brands that support what we're into, and and we briefly touched on my greasy uh, beef sure. jerky hands. So we want to thank Jack Links Jerky. You know, Uncle Mel on the show every time we could talk for hours and hours and hours. So I just we got to say there's going to have to be another part two. We have to invite him back out. Uh, I want well, to get Joel. I want to get Joel on. Yeah, we're going to get him on. He was just, he was at the house. I invited him out. Who's Joel? Joel Blakesley. Okay. Head of the chopper, um, local realtor. Uh, but I, I want to bring one more up, and that's the, the $3 fee that we all pay for predators. Okay, it's, it's another bill introduced by the same guy who introduced the coyote bill, calling contest. And that's, that got a workshop that's going to be carried on. And what, what they're doing they're they're gonna you're gonna probably what it looks like where it's at stands now you're gonna have a box to check and your money's either gonna go for predator management the three dollar fee or it's gonna go to protection so what they talk about was habitat but it's not written that way so um it's very important Uh, if you think habitat that has millions and millions of dollars thrown at it every year and there's there's lots and lots and lots of grants to apply for that can be applied for or your money you can you can put your money to that or you can put it to predator control which that's the only place you're going to get this money in the state of nevada is from that three dollar fee so you're saying you do want us to check the box and pay the three dollars for predator control sure Uh, and and i don't you know really there's going to be a big campaign you know probably before the next, before we have, if it does go through, if it is ultimately passed. So you like this bill, you're saying? No, I don't. No, no you don't. They're trying to, so they're, it, right now it is an automatic $3 fee, right? It, it, we're going to have a $3 fee, but it, it, that that $3 goes towards, pred- that's the reason why the NRS was made again. Here we go, making another law. Yeah. But um, that's the reason why the sportsman wanted it. And and it, the three dollars went to predator fee and now this new law is trying this to new law what? wants to split it up they oh. want to put it it was an amendment at first it was you know they wanted we have an 80 percent mandate right now so it's it's called 80 percent lethal okay they didn't like that who who we all call quote unquote the antis because you know here we are again killing animals the reason why we're doing it is to save some of them. we want yeah. some type of a balance yeah so you know, now we're going to give you a choice. Well, it was getting a lot of pushback, a ton of it. So 
you know, they went ahead and put an amendment in before we, before we even had it in the hearing. That's when you come up with this checkbox. So with the 80% mandate, um, that's probably going to be gone. You're, it's going to be 100%. You know, you're, you check that box, there's no 80% in there anymore. It's been taken out. So you, you put it in there, and, and that, that is for control. You 100% lethal, meaning? 100% lethal. You're going to hire wildlife services. You're going to go in, and you're going to take them out. You're not going to take our money. And it, it's a lot of money every year. It's a million dollars. You know, three, we have 345,000 yeah. ap- applications. Yeah. It's just, tag. it's funny to me that they, Times three. they, they want you to, they're okay with having the $3 with the checkbox, right? <laughs> and going to kill these coyotes by government, but contests do it for free. We want and to we oppose, do it for free, that. but we want to stop. <sighs> anyway, Everything like I said, helps, so. we have to have a part two with Uncle Mel every well, time. Part well. three, four, five. We thank you. Yeah, next time bring we got to talk about uh, the draw coming up. We got to talk about these bears here. We want to talk about the elk and deer die off. Yeah. Well, hopefully so next, next week, week you're not next busy. Week, Tuesday, we'll talk about. So we wanted to talk about your get your ideas flowing with what you just added, but what the die off or what of these animals this year with how bad of the winter it was. So think about that and. We'll see you we'll next back on. Thank, thank you, thank you. Me.